0: You're listening to Two Guys, One Pitch. Ooh. Ah. <laughs> hey,
1: yeah. welcome back to Two Guys, One Pitch. <laughs> we have a special guest. A
0: special episode of Two Guys, One Pitch. There's not normally a third person here, but uh, we are in the presence of a man, a myth, and an Irish legend. Or an Aran Islands legend, shall we say. We uh, welcome (laughs) Paul Mullen to the podcast this week. Uh, The Irish legend, Irish Sasquatch from the Aran Islands. But um, we said last week we'd have a special guest. This is our special guest, the one and only. um, Near and dear to my heart, obviously. And uh, maybe hated in some people's hearts, but not mine. And for those of you that, that may not know, uh, Paul is a current Utah warrior and a USA Eagle prop. Um, started out, obviously, in uh, Ireland, right? As a U18 Munster, where he got his uh, feet wet playing rugby. U- wait, U18, U19, and U20, right? Yep. Yep. And then uh, came to the U.S. for college and did u twenties uh, USA, right? and then uh and then straight from U20s to the elite D3 Galveston team
1: stepping
0: up <laughs> to uh, yeah <laughs> to grace us with his presence down in D3 Galveston and then a short time on the Harks, right D1 yeah and
2: yeah.
0: then uh SaberCats and then San Diego when covid hit Legion briefly and then uh then to Utah did some jumping around and then obviously there, huh? for yeah and then USA you know men's eagles 15s um. So that's a little background. I'm sure most of you know already who listen to this, especially here in TRU land. But
1: so, uh, uh so you played it <laughs> under 18s. I'm just curious. Like, when did when did you start playing rugby?
2: Um. So I went to boarding school. Well, first of all, I'm from a small island off the coast of uh, of Ireland, and. Uh, it's small, nine miles long, three miles wide, population of 800. So there was no rugby there. The only sport, the main sport there was Gaelic football, which is like a traditional Irish sport. But uh, I went to boarding school. And so in boarding school, there was only one sport, and that was rugby. And it was basically, it was very much sink or swim. Either you like it or you don't. Uh, so uh, basically, if you don't like it, you get to like it. So uh, I did no answer about it, showed up down there and just loved the the contact aspect of it. And uh, so, so that would have been around those 12 uh, when I started playing rugby. Okay. Jeez. So
0: what do you do if you don't play rugby? Like what? I mean, read a book. I don't rugby. know. <laughs> well, I know your brother cycles, right? So you have a brother that's a, 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 Olympic cyclist, right? So is that like,
2: well, not quite. Well, he's a cyclist. Yeah. Yeah. Not, yeah. Not quite national, <laughs> yeah.
0: National level cyclist. Yeah. Yeah. So, is it so, like, he's, uh,
2: so, so basically everybody starts off, playing rugby and, um, it's, you know, it's, listen, you know, you know, you've the Munster jersey behind you, like the rugby in Munster, it's like a religion. It's, uh, you know, when you go to one of the home games, it's, uh, it's spectacular. You know, if it's, a, if it's a religion, you join that religion almost immediately. It's absolutely, you know, uh, it's, it's really something special. But, uh, so we're in a boarding school. it was what, 30 lads in a class and, uh, every day after school you had, rugby training so it's kind of a thing that you know first year you kind of just have to do it and out there and it's That's... piss and rain you know yeah
1: <laughs> so rugby is just like your pe like it's it's like everybody's gonna take it
2: yeah 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 pretty much yeah i mean as far as i can remember and then in the summer then in the summer now fair enough In the summer um when once the rugby season was over you'd have athletics and you know our track and field you might kind of call it over here so you'd have uh um you know Running and all these kind of sports. Right. So uh, there's always some sort of a distraction that if you, you know, want to get kind of find some sort of distraction from what you're meant to be in school, there's always something there for you. And I was probably pretty good at that. Like, yeah. Th-
0: this goes back to what we said about this is why the other countries are so far advanced in rugby is because they start that's like the sport. It's the only sport. Whereas here we have, you know, soccer, golf, tennis, you know, all this. It's football, like, man. it's so spread out where there it's, it's rugby or that's it. Yeah. Right.
2: I mean, it's well, at least in the school I was, and granted now different parts of the country, you'd have maybe more of an emphasis on, on Gaelic football or, um, you know, in my, what, well, my fifth year, you know, the way it works in Ireland, High school is six years so I, you know i was uh in my fifth year of high school when i was 17 i uh, ended up going to a different uh, a different high school and they had way kind of more sports so it's kind of you could play rugby or you could play hockey or rowing and there's all these different options but at this stage you know i was kind of locked into rugby or that's all i had my eyes on that's and that's actually why i ended up being sent to that school was my parents like listen you're not you're not you're not doing what we want to be doing in this school. So uh, try this school. Maybe maybe you'll focus a bit more on your studies here. And in fairness, uh, I think I did anyway.
0: Well, that's what they wanted you to focus on when you came to the U S right. was studies. They didn't want, I mean, obviously, you you got your masters, but they were like, you know, like, well, it's a backup. You're not going to be playing rugby forever. So you get the degree to fall back on once, you know, rugby's done. But at that level, I mean, it's,
2: yeah, I mean, I suppose the thing about it was, it's like, you know, when you're playing, when you're playing rugby with Galveston. I mean, and listen, I I love love the rugby team. I love my time in Galveston. But when when you're playing uh, Division three rugby, it's it's, uh, it's you know where you want to be is very far away from where you kind of are, if, if that yeah. makes sense. And I, and I don't mean that. And I don't mean that the bad way. It's just like it was kind of a Jesus, you know. I don't know. How is this plan going to come oh, together?
0: Kind of thing. Yeah, it's night and day. I mean, it's, I mean, okay, that I started playing rugby, obviously, the same time Paul did when I was down in Galveston. That's when I started playing rugby. Paul got me into rugby, basically. Um, and nobody wanted to line up against Paul in tackling drills, right? Because, like, it's D3. We're all fucking off and, like, going, like, maybe 50%. Yeah. And Paul's, like, doesn't know anything besides 100% because of, you know, what he comes from. And so it's just, like, and and I can understand Paul's frustration because half the team, like, doesn't take it seriously. We're all fucking off. Like, we want to go have drinks. And, like, right. Paul comes from, like, this structured professional. It just came from Munsters, you know, U20 or whatever. And it's, like. You, you're dealing with these guys that are just fucking off. And it's got to be frustrating for somebody at that level to play D3 rugby, Yeah, how was you that? know, to try to, you know, not get so angry at the guys to have that team cohesion, but also want to play at such a high level. Yeah, But that's all you have available on the
2: island, you know, so it's got to be frustrating. How was oh, well, I mean, it's, you just want to, I mean, you want like any other team you want to win, but I'll never right. forget. Uh, I'll never forget my first, uh I went out to watch. The Galveston rugby game was the first day ever I was down there, whatever it was. And the coach goes to me, "Oh, you want to play rugby?" I was like, "Yeah, that's that's kind of what I'm here." He goes, "Well, uh, can you play 10 I was like, oh, man, uh. <laughs> "I was like, uh, I know I only ever played prop in my life, you know." But I was like, "Why would you want me at 10? You know, all I was going to do what you know. Anyway, that, that that didn't happen. But it kind of set the tone quite fast. Uh, <laughs> the other thing was I'll never forget when Nutsack showed up to his first rugby practice, man. He had the, uh, is the, 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 basketball, like. I still have the orange sweatband. Yeah. yeah. Sweat band, you had like your sweatband, one on this hand, one on this hand. Yeah. Oh man. I was like, you got everything. Like, I was like, I've never seen this stuff ever before. But, it, but the thing it was like, you knew nothing about it, but you wanted to be part of it. And, and I, guess yeah. uh, I guess eventually, I guess eventually you figured it out. But uh, Jesus, well, just, I yeah, was mean, a picture from that day? Or those I, first couple of weeks? I,
0: I knew nothing about it. I fell in love with it just because I'd been in the military. I was twenty eight years old going to college, and like I'd missed the fellowship of the Marine Corps yeah. and um I'd heard I knew rugby from when I was in the service, my best friend was going to the Citadel. he played rugby down at the Citadel Military Academy, and that's kind of where I learned about it. but um, I just started playing, and I was like, man, these guys are freaking awesome. like hanging out. it was like being back in the military again. And I remember asking Paul because they're like, you know, anytime you get a new guy in D3, they're like, you're going to play wing. And back then I had some speed. I'm not going to lie. But I was like, I don't know what to do. And Paul's like, go watch some videos. I was like, well, who do I watch? He's like, just go watch like Jonah Lemieux or something. And like I went home or went back to like uh, my apartment and I put on videos of Jonah Lemieux and I just like fell in love. I was like, this giant man is like outside just like trucking people against like all these different sizes. And I just kind of fell in love with it, man. And just the camaraderie uh i i mean i enjoyed like hanging out with the guys almost as much as playing the matches and you know hitting people and stuff like that but yeah
2: well, well, and well, that's what, uh, that's what, what i find with rugby it's like one of the most one of the most beautiful things about it i find at least is that no matter where you go in the world if you find a rugby team straight away you're friends you know yeah absolutely uh, and for me that was like man coming to coming to texas i mean texas is as far away as you know in in, in every sense of in every aspect it's very yeah. far from where, where I'm from. Not only this, oh, the culture and yeah, and everything. But but straight away, once you know, you find a rugby team. There's lads. Oh yeah, what are you doing for Thanksgiving? It's like no idea. Well, you're coming to my house. You know, yeah. Christmas, same thing. And it's just those times when that's when it's when it's kind of special. And and then no matter where you go, there's all these different you know countries with languages, different languages, and it's just like you have one thing in common, and that's rugby. And then sure. after that, you find out okay, maybe this guy we've other things in common, but rugby is yeah. always uh, a good focal
0: point. But a hundred percent. It's, it's one of the few sports. I mean, there's no, like I played baseball all, you know, growing up my whole life and it's not like that. It, it You play all different tournaments and stuff and you don't have that close knit call up somebody, you know, what have you, or, you know, need somebody to help out. It's, it's not like that. Rugby literally outside of the military is the, well, Javi knows this yeah. is the closest it thing is. to being in the military because the humor is the same, right? The dark and funny, like, Very <laughs> you much. know, yeah. humor, Um, the, uh, you know, aggression, like beating the shit out of each other for 80 minutes and then having drinks together. That's, I mean, you get in a barracks fight with somebody drinking and then the next day you're like, you forget all about it.
1: You move on. So it's as
0: close as you can get to being in the military and having that brotherhood. And that's why, whether I'm not playing anymore, I'll always be involved in rugby some way or some form because of what it's done for me as far as being out of the military and bringing back that, what I missed the most that made me most depressed was that group of guys. So, yeah, definitely. I mean, whether it's D3 or, you know, USA level, it's that camaraderie doesn't change. That's one thing that doesn't really change between divisions. It seems is that camaraderie, um, you know, but yeah, it's, it's, it's great, man. It's insane, but definitely uh, thanks to Paul for helping me stick with rugby and not (laughs) give up. There's plenty of times I was like, man, fuck this. (laughs) I am being sunshine, I'd rather go drink or do something else besides it. Like, no, let's just keep going. Although well, such kind I think, of follow up. yeah,
2: I think it was very much of a, I don't want to say this right, a, but a drinking team with a rugby problem kind of a thing this is kind of what it was in Galveston for, for probably the longest time. And I mean, don't get me wrong, it's we had some great times. I mean, especially God. there was always that one trip of the year, and it's like I remember the boys be saying, "Okay, we're going to McAllen," and I was like, "Where's McAllen?" <laughs> and it's an eight-hour drive. And I was like, "What?" An so,
0: Irishman's first trip to McAllen. Oh, my God.
2: So it was an eight-hour drive. So some of the lads would leave at something like, was it two or three o'clock in the morning, drive down uh, eight hours, play a rugby game, and then basically hop in the car and drive back that night. No way. Or you no. could you could get a Southwest flight for God. less than 100 bucks return, and then you'd stay, stay the night down in McAllen. But, uh, man, th- 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 those were those are always... Uh, that was was always a good time always a good game but uh, always a great time yeah yeah that was the best part
1: games are always fun oh
0: man especially staying in the hotels that was back in the days who was it panda panda was a guy we had on our team that was like the most fragile dude ever but the biggest heart of all god yeah it was uh i talk about it a lot on the podcast but mccallum was my favorite trips ever it was just Mexican 6th Street, man. It was just he, talks,
1: he, goes, he goes, Oh, yeah, McAllen, just oh, just 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 great. Yeah, you just you see him reliving the memories just in his eyes. Yeah, just, yeah, uh,
2: I miss well, I, And I think probably like the beauty about it, it was almost like a, a mini rugby tour in the sense that you know, when you go to McAllen, most of the guys stayed the night because it's, yeah. it's a very long drive back, and then so you're, you're, you're kind of forced to be together as yeah. opposed to you know, if it's a game in Houston. You head up to Houston, you play the game, and you drive back, and, hey, we'll see you at training on Tuesday. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, great great times, great times.
0: That's what I miss a lot that Kingwood doesn't do is, um, I mean, a, a lot of well, – I don't say a lot, but some teams really don't have that social aspect where in Galveston it was mandatory after that Thursday practice. You don't shower anything. You go straight to the strand to the bars, and you bar hop all night, and you're with the team all night long. And then you usually end at Murphy's or something, but I mean, it was you're with that team the whole night in whatever you practiced in, just having a blast, and that helped recruit numbers too because people see how much fun this team's having. Yeah. And they're like, "Man, I want to join that," and it's like, "Rugby, yeah, I don't care what the sport is, I just want to have fun with you guys." So I do, I do miss that. Yeah, it
1: was,
2: was a, like it was the... a pop, power hour. Those dollar drinks it wasn't for power, power hour at and... Oh, God, yes. yeah, that was. Uh... Yes, yeah, the reason I went to jail twice, I think. <laughs> oh, <geez. Okay. clears throat> I had nothing to do with that, no. I was not around. No, yeah.
0: I did get arrested one time right outside of tsunamis, but
2: took power
1: hour outside
2: the bar.
0: <laughs> power hour turned into like power six hours. Yeah. You know. Well, it was it, I, the funny story about that is I so I go to the jail and uh they're booking me in and one of the sheriffs that's like in booking and he goes, uh, Hey, what's up, nutsack? And I go, What the fuck? how do you know me he's like oh yeah everybody knows everybody around here i was like oh that's not good so i literally get out that morning i think kim came and bailed me out that's when i knew she was a keeper and so like i think it was a couple of days later whenever practice was so i'm heading to practice at the elementary school burnett elementary i stop at the gas station to get some waters and i walk out and as i walk out there's two like there's a calvacin police uh car parks and there's two of them get out to go inside and they're like hey, what's up, Nutsack? And I was like, I got to get out of this town, man. This ain't good. <laughs> like, <laughs> this is not good. But that's like how the rugby team was down there. It was like so close. And like everybody knew, you know, who Galveston Rugby was and knew. Uh, I mean, they still do, obviously. But that's the fun of it. I mean, obviously not getting in trouble, but yeah. the camaraderie. Does that change, though, Paul, as you get like, I mean, I know when you get up to like USA level, the camaraderie's still there, right? I mean, it's maybe it's a little bit harder because everybody kind of goes their separate ways, like to all different teams, but.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, it's, uh, it's, it's quite interesting. In and it's, well, cause it's, you know, it's different. Uh, and I read it once before, Adam Jones, he's uh, I think he's a scrum coach for Harlequins now, but he used to be a prop for Wales. And, you know, you can have all these like team bonding sessions and all like going through all this kind of sit down and talk to each other. But, you know, in terms of, camaraderie and getting together it's, it's hard to be you know a, bit of a piss up you know and it's yeah. just like you know you, you just get to know each other and then and then the next day if there's a fitness session it's like you're just going to give it everything you know i mean just i'm not saying you're going to give it everything you're obviously feeling horrific yeah but, you know it's just you know we're all everybody's struggling together but um yeah so i think from that aspect like you know going up to you know when i joined houston and stuff it was well when I was in the Cats in Houston, my first year, I was still in college, so I was kind of there's for me there was a bit of a disconnect with the lads because I was kind of well, I was kind of I was almost on a different schedule to them in terms of yeah, like, I'd kind yeah, of do their stuff right. than I'd, I'd other college would be worried about. Well, uh, but um, and then I also find it probably takes a while to you know to get to know the boys. Like going into the, this is my third year now with with the Utah, and yeah. uh, definitely definitely feels like a family. You know, it's very. Yeah, it's a, it's a very, you know, just right now the is, bond right now is, is yeah, yeah It's and we're only this is what we're halfway through our third week of preseason, so still early. We only met some of these boys. We only met, like, we've only only known known them like for what two and a half weeks yeah. now, you know. But uh, I think it helps when we're all like you know you know we're all we're all the same same goal in mind.
0: Yeah, I guess that's the thing. Yeah, too, when you're at that upper level, you don't have whereas in D3, you've got, like, side jobs and all this. But when you're at that upper level, it's basically that is your job, right? So you're spending even more time with these guys than you would at, at you know, the lower levels. So Yeah, well, you're really spending more time with, your, with these yeah, guys. Than you with your yeah, because <laughs> yeah. Right. you're – I mean, yeah, especially USA because you're traveling, right? Like when y'all went to South Africa, y'all were there for three weeks. Then you went over and, was like, there for three weeks. So, I mean, that's a good month and a half that you're away from family. You're literally day and night with these
2: guys, so – yeah, yeah i mean they, they kind of become your family and i you know what's interesting is I'd kind of back to, to boarding school it was like you know when i was we're in boarding school where we we'd be in school you know you'd be in the school for a month at a time and then you go home for four days and after five years or five or six years you have really you've spent more time with these guys like on the rugby team than you have yeah. with your own family you know what i mean and it's like it was only a couple of years ago when one of the one of my kind of classmates from school was out here and and in Texas actually this a few years ago now he's out in Texas and he was like, Yeah man, should we spend more time together than we have with our own families? Like, ah, yeah. Yeah. You're right. And it's just that that kind of, you know, bond or yeah, cohesion is just uh
0: And we don't yeah. have that here. We don't have bo- I mean we have boarding school here, but it's usually like I think the... It's
1: like a, like a military academy type. Yeah, little, it's like
0: for discipline, for like kids that like fuck up, but not hits. for sports or something <laughs> like like where y'all have it. You know what I mean? And that's what I talked about. like, like New Zealand all these other countries have the boarding schools, but it's for sports. Well, we, a good example, I guess, is like when I was up there visiting in Salt Lake, they have the uh, soccer school there, right? Yeah. So it's like the same kind of concept, right? If it was rugby where... Um, You know, it's a it's a school dedicated to a sport, basically for advancement of a sport. And like these kids are high school level, but it's they're there, you know, for a prestigious level of a sport, which is kind of nice. So I mean, I guess it'd be the same concept as rugby, where you're living there, you're going to school, but it's you're focused on, you know, a sport. Instead of is, just academics, is
1: the boarding school more focused on sport, or is it kind of like an academics? Is it like a
2: fifty-fifty split,
1: or
0: it's sport? Say, Let's be honest, well, like, uh, no, I bet it's sport.
2: no, yeah, you're you're talking about sport. It's it's actually uh, it, it's party more so the opposite. I and mean, more like academic, you know, right? Well, you'd be like, yeah, I mean, you'd be there to be like, you mean you're not really there to, to play rugby? Do you know what I mean? Yeah, uh, you, you're there to kind of to 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 study and, you know, and all this kind of stuff. But for me, uh, studying, uh, yeah, it was just, uh, yeah.
1: Even through college, <laughs> yeah. it was, no, yeah, yeah, it was yeah. a
2: struggle, you know, it was like, All the know, time you your mind is rugby, yeah. Yeah, yeah. you, you find every distraction yeah, possible. I mean, so, yeah. So when you can be out and then with, with the rugby, then you're kind of going off, you know, you know, sometimes you might, there's, you're traveling, like, you know, every, was it, I think, was it Wednesdays we used to play our games? Wednesdays or Fridays, I can't remember. You would have a half day and you know you gone from the school. Because as I said, I was in a boarding school, and like when I say this to Americans, like it was a castle. But Americans, you know, you think castles, oh man, you're lucky. That's that's awesome. I was like, No, a castle is probably the closest thing to a prison I can think of. Yeah, I was gonna you know? say. I've never been in a prison. Dark but, and dreary and like a Harry Potter yeah. movie. But but it's just it's old, it's damp, it's cold. I mean, Oh, man, like, it's like what you uh, see on harry potter
0: when they're at the uh the school right
2: it's... well yeah and it's just like uh so so when i say like castle over here it's like nah man like you know we were like kind of boarded up for a month at a time in this cold ancient you know damp building it's like you're only delighted to get out of the place for for uh you know a couple of hours like you know
0: that's a yeah. lot of young testosterone built up in one like area
2: well, and that was probably the the, the beauty of rugby as well as like if you had kind yeah, of a, get a all that problem out, yeah. with somebody, but you know it's like, well, you know if, if I'm going to tackle this fellow, I will tackle yeah. him extra hard, you know, make sure he kind of, you know. I guess it's what we had in the
0: Marines. We saw we could said take it to the tree line. If you had a problem, you just went out to the trees and just fought each other and left it out
1: there. The tree line, yeah. every Friday, every Friday there was the uh, the grappling matches. Now I just yeah. told you no no knee bars and no fish hooks. Everything else was yeah. good. <laughs>
0: We used to go out to the trees and just fist fight. (laughs) Jesus. I mean, again, that's the big, again, it goes, that's the big difference between, I think, USA Rugby and everywhere else, right? It's, I mean, it's now getting to the point where it's growing so fast that now we have middle school rugby, right, and some high school rugby where it's growing. I mean, not at that level, but, I mean, before, what, a decade ago, there was no such thing as really high school rugby,
2: yeah, I mean it's Utah it's it's actually it's massive up here. That's, I mean, uh yeah. That's where they
1: had the uh the North American Invitational, the high school teams. That's right. Yeah.
2: yeah. I think they have it here every year.
1: No, do they have it every year.
2: Uh well, I was up there, this I was up there this past year because I I met up with a few people from uh, the Woodlands and uh man, like this is this is impressive. I mean, the amount of teams going on, the, the way it just flows so smoothly. It's like this is, you know, this is impressive, yeah.
1: Yeah, one of the girls from uh, one of the girls from Kingwood that I used to coach, she got uh, invited to go out there, so it's pretty exciting to watch her play.
2: Yeah, no, it's, it's a it's a fantastic it's a fantastic weekend. It's a the amount of people that attracts the teams and they're from all over the place. It's uh, I, I mean all over the world, so it's, uh, it's it's cool. Yeah, I love to see it. That's awesome. Maybe I'll ever pitch. find ruggers might have a booth up there next year.
1: Yeah, let's go. <laughs> yeah.
0: I mean, I'll come to Salt Lake City. It was gorgeous. Two guys, one pitch, I enjoy... and then
1: refined rungers go. And we'll do a live. We'll, let's, we'll do a live. Let's Mary. do it.
0: Put it, on, put it on the sponsor's budget. Oh, wait. <laughs> well, my buddy, you remember my buddy I brought to the match, uh, Bird, who came with me last year? He's, like, yeah. all into it. Now, that was his first rugby match ever, you know, watching y'all guys play Austin. He's, like, now he just, like, texts me all the time. He's, like, man, I love rugby. He's, like, when are we going to go back to Salt Lake and watch a match? And I was, like, are oh, you paying for the plane ticket? But he's like into it now. He like fell in love with it. that was his first rugby match ever, and he was just just fell in love with it. I was like, yes, that's what we need. I was like, if we, if more people would just come to a live rugby match, professional rugby match, they would fall in love with it. Like that's all it takes. I feel like just one, like watch it in person, yeah, and like you'll understand what the love is for it. Well, I like too that the MLR was doing the. Um, I don't know if they're going to do it this year, but. After the matches, the Sabercats are doing, I know they did it up at Utah when we were there, but they let like the fans come on to the pitch after. And that's huge in growing the sport. I mean, whatever what other professional sport do you get to come on to like the field afterwards and, you know, talk to the players and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, that was really cool. That was when my buddy Bird also Do you think to- that makes
2: a big difference? Like let's say in let's say if you brought, you know, I mean, I know your kids are quite young still, but if you were to bring your kids to the to the Game and what players come up afterwards. do you find that a big thing to grow the sport? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, because I mean,
0: you wow. these kids look up to. Uh, I mean, you think uh just
1: athletes in general.
0: Yeah, they look up to him. i Even my I, again, my buddy who's not a kid, but he told me after the match, he's like, "It's so cool. We get to go into the field." And like he was like just in awe of the players. He was like, "Oh, that's so cool. Like they just played a match because to him, he you know, it's it's a professional sport that." you're sitting there standing talking to the players that just played this you know sport and especially for kids like i look at it back in the day if i could have got onto the field and walked around with like craig biggio and jeff bagwell the astros i would have not been able to sleep for like six months you know so these kids that come up and love the sport that's that's where you grow it is the young the youth that to them is just insane like when i go to some of these like when i was going to the saber Cat matches like to take the photos and stuff on the sidelines like seeing the kids be so excited to see like certain players run out like you know when christian ran out or you know stuff like that like ah, oh, you know or danny barrett um or even shoot when uh here's a good example when y'all play the french barbarians right yeah. and then after y'all went to the locker room the the fans that were there for the french barbarians were like losing their mind that they were like on the ground being able to take photos with them it was because i guess you know in larger overseas you don't get that opportunity right um but they were just going crazy like that they were on the ground uh for the eagles and the french barbarians so i think that the professional teams do that is i don't know how much longer they can do it right because if it grows the sport and you get a big audience you don't want to but uh that aspect of it was amazing i think for the fan interaction that's just a huge huge deal but no other professional sport does that
1: no you got to so. they either got to like wait forever and like jump them when they're coming out of the locker rooms or you know they go to the when they're doing like the open spring camps and stuff and then they try to like yeah. wave them down from the sides
2: so it's impossible
1: for kids to like yeah, come but on but after yeah. a game like that's awesome
2: yeah, yeah but i, I think for like from our point it's kind of like you know well a lot of it's kind of your, you know your family or friends are there as well so you kind of go to Rome to say to kind of say hi to them as well, you know. So it's like, uh, you know, yeah. kind of rude if you're just to to walk off. But no, I mean, like, listen, I mean, I mean, you've seen it here in, in Utah. I mean, it's uh, the the support here is Utah's fan base was insane. Oh, yeah. yeah, I mean, it it was like it was almost
0: like an Astros game. Really, like, when we, when we went there for it, the the stands were packed. There wasn't, I mean, it and people were going crazy compared to a Sabercats Cats game. Like, I'm not trying to knock the Sabercats, Cats, obviously, but Utah loves their warriors and their rugby. I mean, it was crazy—like kids asking for autographs, like it was baseball here in NFL. Really? Yeah. No. It's, oh yeah. It, it, yeah,
2: it's huge. I mean, there's it's, a few like, like, but even like the the location, of the stadium—you know, the backdrop with the with the like the mountains in yeah, the y- back. Yeah. You
0: don't get a better stadium than that. It's one.
2: like I remember talking to uh, one of the referees. I forget who was it. No. Uh, when, and I was like, we're just standing there, just waiting for the whatever the TV to kind of give us the, the countdown. Like, you know, he's like, and he, he's just there, just looking at looking at the mountains. And I was like, geez, not a bad spot, is it? Like, and he's like, oh, man, probably one of the most beautiful spot based I've ever ever. And it's just, I mean, granted, like when you're you know halfway through, when you're blowing, you know, because of the altitude, you're not probably not thinking that, but just yeah. at that moment, you know, it's like, Jesus, this, this isn't too bad.
1: Yeah,
0: it's gorgeous, man. I, like I, I expect him. So the funny thing, I knew it was gonna be bad. I pull up and I couldn't find parking anywhere to the damn stadium. Like we showed up, I think five minutes after the match had started because we drove in from the national park, and uh, there was like no parking. I go, what? I I thought literally something special was that night, like booked near the stadium. No, it's because they sell out every damn seat. It was just a madhouse, man. And I was like, that's the way. Like it gave me so much hope for you know, the future of rugby and major league that I. I wish the SaberCats and the other teams had that same kind of uh, uh, fan base, but I was like, Jesus, man, like they took it seriously. Like they yeah. do not play with their rugby. Yeah, it, it was a beautiful thing to see. I mean, it was great to see. No, and, it's, I, and it's
2: absolutely amazing to, to, to play in front of It's just like, you know, because like, and then after what, I mean, listen, I moved here not knowing anybody, but now I've gotten to know like some of the fans and you see them every, you kind of see them every home game and it's like going to catch up and then you get to know, you know, their their family and you know and yeah. it's just you know listen it's just it's just really nice you know people kind of yeah
1: just becomes people even more of to... a family
2: they yeah just... exactly We're invested in it yeah there,
1: there it goes yeah. the <clears throat> full circle rugby com- camaraderie everybody coming together
0: <laughs> yeah I, I literally I get, it goes back to the camaraderie thing right the closeness right yeah. of uh how, how intertwined they are um like seeing the families get excited for, you know, seeing their players and the kids run down. It was, uh,
1: now is it was crazy. Is Utah, like the most packed, like, or not most packed, but like most supported team you've played for in here in the States, I should say.
2: Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. It's, yeah, yeah. I mean, the, the fans here are, and I'm not just saying that to say that, right? But right. I, I like, it's like, you know, it looks like you've seen it, man. Like, the, the place is the stadium is pretty much packed out. That's uh, crazy. And like just, and just but I think even like the atmosphere there, it's like when there's tries, there's fireworks going off. Like there's, oh, yeah. you know, it's the stands uh, are wild. Yeah, like the I mean, people we even, around you. We've we never, we, well, we had. I don't know if we still have a mascot on a motorbike going around the field. Koas, as a koa, right? Koas, but like, koas wild. Yeah, but it's just listen. There's great hype, and then like you know, when there's a try scored, there's young lads running around with flags. You know, uh, kind of you know, it's just it's just, it's, it's, it's a great day, and, and what's great, you know, what's, I mean, listen, I'm, I'm only speaking on Utah, I'm not going to try to compare different teams and stuff, but you know, we've been through quite a bit in the last kind of three, you know, well, two two years, I'm have my third year now, and it's just like, even when, like, things go bad, it's like, you know, they're like, oh, listen, you know, keep your head up, and it's just, you know, we feel bad because we let them down as well, you know, the fans, so it's, um, I ah, just, listen, it's a, it's, a, it's a great vibe, great vibe, and uh, there there's a yeah. big
0: difference in the mode, like, when you look at I'm i I'm a call out MLR fans of Sabercats. Uh, but when you look, I guess Sabercats lost and you look on Facebook or social media and the fans like posting doing their armchair, like, bah, 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 and I'm going like, cause I follow the Warriors, obviously social media, uh, cause of Paul, but, um, they're so uplifting and so like nice spirited and it's. It's night and day. It's night and day from uh, a culture that gets it right and motivates and is behind their people, or as just the casual fans just sitting here. It's like a D three guy talking shit on Facebook. Oh, SaberCat should have done this or blah blah blah. And I'm like, bro, just why, why not just motivate and lift them up? Yeah. Like they're going to get enough of the bullshit. Um, I think too. I think a big part of it, not to take away from Utah, I think is also the Polynesian uh, culture, right? I've never met a negative like Polynesian person in the way they live their life. Also too, uh, the Polynesian culture has really been to rugby, but they're always the happiest, most uplifting people I've ever met, you know? And, uh, I think that play, I think that's also why Seattle has a big following too, is that close to the West coast, you know, um, Polynesian culture. But I mean, Utah has the perfect mix for rugby. You won't find a better stadium, a better fan base all around, not just saying that bias because Paul's on. I mean, I'll, I'll tell you straight yeah. up if it's not. But man, compared to some of the other matches I've seen and the fan base following on social media, you, you can't beat it.
2: Yeah. Well, I think if you look at the, Ali was, uh, was telling me, or I'm going to mess up this fact or stat now, but something <laughs> like if you look at the, you know, the, I don't have to call it SIP anymore with USA Rugby, but in terms of registered players in America, you have like California and Texas. I think are roughly the same amount, and then yeah. after that you have Utah. And I mean, like yeah. see the size of Utah in comparison to, or even the population of Utah in any <laughs> right. to these. So, like, uh, and it's just like you know, um, like there's four stripes in the Utah. You, you probably see it everywhere. We've like you know yeah. on our on our hats is a yeah. four red stripes and our kit, and it's family tradition, community, and respect. And it's like so we're out, you know, we're out there kind of coaching the young, the kids and stuff. I mean, I'm coaching kids that like these guys you know i mean it's just they're, they're tiny and i feel like i'm not a very good coach but you're doing a couple of rugby drills with them anyway but it's like then all of a sudden you know so you're, you're their coach and i'm trying to play just play a rugby game with them and next thing you're at the game and they're coming up to say, hey paul what's you know how's it going and you yeah. know it's like it's kind of it's really cool it's really cool when yeah, you, when you see is. a awesome. kid that you know and then it's like okay you know i maybe actually maybe help this person actually you made an imp- enjoy rugby
1: yeah made an impact yeah. on them. made an impact
2: yeah 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 and I, we had a, man, it was last year. We had one kid, and he was always, uh, he was always kind of goofing off. Like you know, I was like, I was like, man, can you just 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 bear with me for an hour? Like make my <laughs> sounds like me when it. I was a kid. But but and he, and he was he really wasn't like he wasn't very athletic or, or anything like that. But then once the thing was over, he goes, you know, Paul, you know, I love rugby, you know, you know, and I was like, man, like it kind of just it hit me because I I mean I I'm not I don't have any kids and uh you know don't really much with your kids, but you know, you hear these kind of coaching experiences, and people's like, "Man, you know, you really helped me." It's like this guy was like not athletic at all, and you know, kind of always kind of goofing off, but he loved rugby and he just enjoyed it. Yeah. And I was like, "Man, this is a just it's just nice to hear." So he couldn't wait until he was like, "When is the next time you know we have rugby practice?" Or what can the mother was yeah. asking me, you know, what can we do in the meantime between now and next year? And it's just that's that's it, you yeah. know. So hopefully. If if the whole of America was kind of going to be like you know like that or it will be like that in the next couple of years where you know there's uh, I suppose kind of all the MLR teams are doing some outreach or promoting you know grassroots rugby, uh, I think it'd yes. be a pretty good work. up you know. Yeah. 20, more of that. Yeah,
1: more of that for sure. And thirty-three. Yeah.
2: Well,
0: and that's you saw that, and that reminds me of I I hate to go I don't know if you listen to the podcast obviously I don't even know if you're still alive but Panda. On D3, the guy, I love Panda, no athletic ability, you know, but he had the biggest heart on the team and wanted, love rugby and loved the team that he was always there, always at practice, always at the match. Like, no matter what, just wanted to play rugby for the team, for the spirit of the game, like like the kid you're talking about, that, that's what it's about, you know, it's, it's not where... Like football right you play peewee football and they're like oh you suck and if like you don't if you're not good you just kind of give up and it is what it is it's not there's not really a passion i think in it unless you're like one of the very minute few that are going to go to the nfl whereas in rugby i'm a d3 40 year old man that's not great but i have passion for the sport and i will always want to play it and i want my kids to play it for other reasons other reasons than just besides of hitting people and I think that's what rugby brings. And I think that's what's great about like the youth and stuff like that is you give these kids an outlet and purpose besides, you know, you don't have to be great to play the sport as, you know, I think. I think also some of the American like, sports focus. There's
1: always, whereas in like, like we'll, we'll stick with the football analogy, right? So football, like if you're not like top tier, right. Or like the, one of the better players on your team to start. Or make second string, like you're not gonna play, and that's just you're you're just gonna practice and that's it. Whereas in rugby, like you may not make that first team, but there's gonna be a second team that you'll you'll get playing time on, right? Fuck yeah. Or if you're not gonna make the Kingwood, play 80 minutes. Yeah. So there's there's always there's always like an avenue to play, right? Or there's always like a tier that you can play on no matter what. And it's not like where you're you're in a sport just to practice and you're not gonna play. Yeah. Like you're gonna you're gonna play in rugby.
0: We we had a guy at Kingwood last month come out. He was like I think 40 something years old and he's like man I haven't played in 10 years. He goes I saw y'all's fire and he goes I just miss it. He goes I just miss being around the guys and playing rugby. He's like I don't I don't need to play 80 minutes. He's like I just want to come out and be around it again. And I was like that's you don't get that with any other sport. Nada. There's not one single sport you get that with besides rugby. And it's like man I just miss that camaraderie, I miss that group of guys. You don't I mean you just don't get it. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe I mean, obviously, I'm preaching to the choir of people here that love rugby. Maybe, but maybe beer, maybe
1: beer league, <laughs> soft pitch or slow pitch softball. Is that what? Oh, what it's I did called, play right?
0: that. Yeah, but in beer league, you have the guys that used to play college baseball that think they're still in college baseball, and you're like, "Hit the fucking cutoff, dude!" I no, don't get me started on that. <laughs> beer league softball. That's the only thing I was actually decent at. Yeah. Was baseball until I realized I wasn't gonna be taller than five seven. That was screwed. So, yeah, <laughs> yeah it is. It's like my son loves basketball. He's like, I want to play basketball. I go, I'm five eight. Your mom is five foot. You might want to invest in another sport. But whatever. He's like, I want to play rugby. I go, well, there's no five year old rugby team. So,
1: <laughs> not yet.
0: Guess you're not gonna play. Not yet. I mean, Kingwood can't even get 15 guys on a field. Do you think we're going to have a fucking youth rugby rugby team?
1: Yeah, you can try it. I feel like the kids are more dedicated than the adults.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's true. Adults suck. Yeah, speaking of D3. Oh, we went on a long tangent there. Speaking we'll of, do that.
1: Speaking of D3? <laughs>
0: Spe- speaking of D3? Uh,
2: we had some- Paul's old favorite group of rugby. <laughs> Well, while we're on the the thing of the topic of D three, um, I'd like to just uh, genuinely uh, <laughs> you're, you're laughing there, so you're making me laugh. So uh, I mean, I I genuinely mean this, but uh, there was a player I injured against uh, fur Kingwood back in the day. Uh, it must be it's at least five years ago, because this is my or six years ago, because I'm six years at the so So. Uh, uh, but uh, Ryan Neely I did not uh, I would like to apologize for injuring you and uh, it wasn't my intention to injure you and uh, I'll send on I have a t-shirt I have a Warriors t-shirt and I have a Warriors jacket I'll send them on to Nutsack there and and he'll yes. get cha- training. so please accept my apology
1: I and hopefully we'll him, see you man.
2: at the uh, at the, uh, Utah Sabercats uh, game in Neely does come to the games, and I'll make sure he comes over there you go so I have a, it's a brand new jacket well I mean, the tag is the tag is still on I'd say he's roughly my that. size. He's 3XL. Yep, yeah, oh, exact yeah. same
0: size. I've made so, some shirts uh, for him. So
2: there you go. That's a good apology. Yes. So
1: please forgive me. Neely. It's a bury, bury the hatchet. Done. Yes, bury the hatchet. It's
0: done. The unintentional gator roll. Yeah. We love you, Neely. We just want to see everybody be loved here.
1: Talking about gator rolls. Did you see Fort Hood's <laughs> against Alamo Steady? <laughs> oh my god.
0: <laughs> Wait, was that D three? That
1: was D three, man. Uh twenty two to five. I mean, I we all we both said Fort Hood was gonna win. They had a pretty sack team from what I saw. So But I was looking uh, at the picture they oh, posted yeah, we did. and I didn't see that big dude, that big Samoan guy on the team, so maybe he missed That's out. Racist. Is it
0: No. Samoans are usually big, yeah.
1: Stick by I've
0: never met a small Samoan So yeah go ahead
1: A small Owen
0: Small Owen I've met a small Samoan he was like 5 years old He's a kid oh. Even then they're still the same size as me
1: Was <laughs> he 5'7 Yeah five um,
0: It's not showing up on TRU's shitty website So uh, I'll take your word on it that they won
1: Yeah yeah Fort Hood won um, And you won the bet for Corpus McAllen. Okay, McAllen. I told you Corpus was going to win. Twenty points, nineteen to thirty-nine. There it is. Oh, yep. Yeah. I'm glad we didn't. Corpus be- won. I'm glad we didn't bet any uh, any gear on that one. <laughs> <laughs> uh, one game we didn't mention though was uh, D2's San Antonio and Woodlands. I didn't know they were playing this past weekend, but uh, yeah, the Woodlands traveled out to San Antonio, and I thought the same Houston Woodlands players would be uh, would be on it. I wonder what happened over there.
0: I don't know. I was expecting the Woodlands to win, but
1: yeah, I saw I saw some pictures, and uh, someone mentioned it was like a dust bowl, man.
0: It was a blowout, fifty-three to ten.
1: Yeah, but I mean, like it was like the pitch was all dusty. Did you see the pictures? That's no excuse. Oh yeah, I'm not saying it's excuse. I'm just saying.
2: Does Sam Houston is that a is that a men's team now or this is a college team? The
1: college team, but a lot of those college guys who graduated. Uh, went to play for uh, the Woodlands. So George did that.
0: score a try. I'm
1: not surprised.
0: According to the scoreboard, George scored a try. He caught a click. George used to play for Kingwood, then he went and played for Sam, mm-hmm. and now he plays for the Woodlands. He goes, he's a giant. He man. goes, I'm going
1: to take a year off rugby and then plays for the Woodlands.
0: Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> asshole. Hit him with a sneak <laughs> attack.
1: <laughs> the same oh, division. Good, George. So, uh, no, no nah, D two. So he's playing up, okay. which makes sense because he's a really he's a good he's a good rugby player. He's a
0: great, yeah.
1: He understands the game pretty good. So, um,
0: fucking asshole.
1: Yeah, those are pretty. Much, those are the matches that we made bets on, but uh,
0: yeah, we want to do our picks for this weekend. Kingwood plays this weekend. Obviously, will not be playing. K hood, um, K
1: hood versus Bark at Bark.
0: Although. Even with the cash, y'all motherfuckers are still trying to get me to play. Hey.
1: Uh, yeah, you want to come in? Come yeah. on. You could. No, you, bitch. You can lock, dude. We'll just put no. you in there.
0: I I played over two hundred minutes with a broken hand for y'all assholes because you couldn't have fifteen people. I'm done. <laughs> I'm done. I'm uh. I like, put my surgery off for multiple games just so I could help y'all out.
1: Due to some unfortunate circumstances. With this huge storm, uh, I'm not going to be doing a transport from Orange because uh, the guinea pigs that Bailey bought died in the storm. What? Yeah, I guess like the houses, the house that it was like staying at, or that we were buying them from got all fucked up. So uh, I'm not going to be driving out there Saturday. What's that
2: shit? Do you have a tornado last night down there,
1: dude? The uh, yesterday. Was like
0: it came through Deer Park, an
1: insane storm, yeah.
0: Deer Park, which is like south of, uh, I don't know if you remember Deer Park, It's kind of like, uh, like
2: yeah,
0: yeah, it's where Jimmy Torres works, his plant that he yeah. works at is in like Deer Park area. Yeah. It got hit by a tornado. My buddy sent me pictures from like the neighborhood next to him, like fucked it up a bunch of houses, crazy. And
2: stuff. Yeah, damn. So that'd be like the, the plants, in the refineries, and a tornado goes right through the middle. <clears throat> well, luckily, I don't think any plants got yeah. hit. I think it was, I think it was, <laughs> that would be unfortunately it was, you
1: know, residential, but you know some people's houses Yeah, fucked up, but yeah that that's was that's not very common is it uh
0: tornadoes down here no not at all i
1: wouldn't I, Never heard of it. well i would say not There's that far south
0: one a year yeah lights mall but it's usually yeah.
1: it's usually like more north like huntsville area yeah i would say
0: deer park usually don't get hit this was a this was a rare one yeah that um, was crazy man but it rained like non-stop my pool like overflowed yeah I mean that's minor compared to people like tornado hitting their house. Yeah. I guess that's shitty to say, but
1: <laughs> my pool overflowed. Oh man, <laughs>
0: man, rough life. I said okay. I sound like an asshole for saying that. I realize <laughs> yeah, that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm just saying my pool doesn't normally overflow, so that's how much rain we had.
1: So uh, yeah, I'm gonna. That sounds uh, shallow. I'm gonna go give Kingwood a hand. Make the trip down to Bay Job. Area. Job.
0: Are y'all going to have 15?
1: I don't know. Who cares? Yeah, I doubt I it. still go there play anyways.
0: Yeah. Fuck Bay Area. Um, uh, so y'all play... Uh,
1: Shreveport-Galveston play? Your guys' old alma mater, if you want to say? I don't know.
0: Yeah, Galveston fucked me last weekend against the Arrows, so I had to hit... The Arrows talked shit to me the whole time at the match. <laughs> and I told them, I said... Again, if Galveston had a full squad, it would have been a super close game. It would have been like decided by three points. Um, so they can't talk too much crap. But yeah, they so Galveston's college kids didn't come back till this past weekend. So they should have a full squad with reserves this weekend.
1: I'm gonna say Shreveport takes it, dude.
0: Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> all right. I'll put you all right I'll put you down for Shreveport. I'll put me
1: down for Shreveport. I'm gonna say Shreveport takes That's
0: it. That's it. Galveston Paul.
2: Galveston not even not even a question gotta go Galveston. Yeah. Got, got, got it back gotta back my my boys and uh, even though i know there's a few few lads in the there well there used to be a few lads in the streetport team that i used to know but uh yeah galveston
1: do you still have any uh, old galveston gear that you rock uh
2: i got i got a couple of things yeah i got a couple of i think I'm a polo shirt upstairs someplace oh,
1: yeah nice yeah. Uh,
0: um, all right, Kingwood. Kingwood versus Bark, Bay Area.
1: I mean, I'm not gonna vote <laughs> against myself. Kingwood, of course. <laughs> you guys could. How big of an, 15, an
0: asshole 15, would I be if I chose Bay Area? Dude,
1: I hope you choose it. Just pick it. Just pick it, so I can just talk nonsense I can't, man. Shit on Saturday. I'm gonna tell everybody, <sighs> dude. You guys listen to the podcast and hear what Clay said. He said that I'm picking Bay
0: Kingwood. I can't go against Paul. You picking Kingwood or Bay Area?
2: Oh, this one hurts this one hurts i'd they love win. for kingwood to win but uh if you if, if you want who, who who do i think might win uh bay area. <laughs> who's gonna win who's gonna win yeah well, think, was,
0: paul knows more people on bay area we'll just put it that maybe what that will be his
2: i you know a handful you know th- that's the thing is like
0: they've got a fairly new team they don't yeah like, terry don't still plays for them uh obviously
2: know terry um yeah but even uh, the Galveston team, I I wouldn't say I know too many people. I mean, there's still there's probably about five or six people that maybe eight people that I recognize you know. Oh uh, yeah, you know the same.
0: Uh, Ryan was back prior. Yeah. Break for a year. He he was there last Saturday playing. Him and Tony were playing.
2: Yeah, Ryan, Tony, uh, Michael, Fish, yeah, Michael,
0: Kendall, Corbin. Ma-
2: Maurice.
0: Is, uh, Do you know Corbin? Maurice is moving. No way. Yeah, Maurice is uh, moving out of state somewhere. Yeah, sad to see him go, yeah. man.
2: But yeah, uh, Corbin, Curly, uh, Miguel—was Miguel
0: playing? Kendall, yeah. Miguel so, was there. He wasn't playing though. He's got a hernia or something. Uh, Pompa was playing. He's playing center. Yeah. Pompa gained well, some lbs. I don't want to talk in... shit, but Pompa yeah. put on that dad weight. So, but still, it's still a force at center.
2: Wrecking ball, just a wrecking ball up to, up the Fuck.
0: middle. Absolutely, yes. <laughs> but yeah, you know, so same crew, but they got they so they're number five, one man of the match last week. He's a rookie, but the dude is like six one or something. He's a beast. Fid Jeez. told me he's like, he has so much potential. Like, just yeah. a, a freaking force to be reckoned with. A, a giant, uh, kind of like Bill, almost like you, but uh, they had him at five. But just, uh, he's doing the Maritime Academy there. One of the college kids, young. First time I ever playing, him, but one man of the match just wrecking shop. So, pretty good to see Yeah. Uh the other what other D three is Hurt versus Dallas rugby. I don't Hurt forfeited their last match, so I don't know if they're gonna let's
1: just not count that one. OK Tribe Tribes playing Alliance. That's not gonna happen. Like, this field's gonna be filleted again. Well, we can't fuck play. Alliance. <laughs> Did you hear about that? No The Alliance?
0: Oh that was God. Yeah. So that was a shitty one.
1: Alliance traveled up. To uh play the Crus- OKC Crusaders, Oklahoma City. yeah Oklahoma City uh and their pitch was like flooded I guess so they called up the tri- o- Oklahoma City Tribe to see if they can use their pitch so they're like yeah so they go over there to uh to use their pitch Alliance said oh this pitch is too like it's it's flooded we can't play on this so they the tri- or the Crusaders spent ninety minutes pushing water off this brushing pitch, off yeah, water yeah to play the ref is like hey this pitch is good to play on and alliance is like no we can't play on this pitch it's too dangerous yeah. it's flooded no after
0: way. they spent 90 minutes of trying to like make it yeah like straight
1: bitch so, move dude
2: so 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 what happens there the alliance i'm assuming forfeited
1: no they didn't count it as a forfeit
0: yeah i think they rescheduled or something yeah. I, I was trying to read i remember reading tru's notes about it but tru was even like what the fuck man yeah. like, who does that like how do you spend? And Alliance tried to come back and say, "Well, our guys had like prior engagements, like they had to leave early." I'm like, "Then why did you have them spend ninety minutes like cleaning? You knew already if they were going to spend that amount of time clearing the field, your guys weren't going to be able to stay." It was just some shady stuff. Yeah. Like,
2: well, where's Alliance? The Are they in Dallas, Dallas area? yeah I uh, believe
0: so. Yeah, north North Texas yeah. area. So, so what? It's like it's a
2: three hour drive at least. Yeah.
0: Yeah. A- uppity assholes we asked the why to come on the podcast and explain their side of the story but one's no, reached we out from them but probably nobody so we, from alliance so listens
1: to this podcast so we Fair.
0: we just continue calling <laughs> bitches I tagged them and stuff on instagram Man, and did so, you really I mean I I ain't skip <laughs> I mean if I let the arrows talk shit to me about picking against them and deal with them in the comments I'll deal with anybody like the arrows were polite about it but they were still talking shit yeah, like yeah. how could you pick against us it's like I played for Galveston for like eight years how am I not gonna pick Galveston right.
1: I'm still sad nobody's saying Jesus. Jesus can't play rugby.
0: Yeah, I don't <laughs> think they're going to. You're gonna get smited.
1: <laughs> All right, um, that that's it for D3 South games that are coming up. Um, no
0: red cards either, though from last. Oh no, there was a red card
1: from last weekend.
0: Yeah. It was uh, a description. Rugby Texas boys, a uh, high school. So high school rugby oh. had a red card. Lake Travis High School versus Allen High School, um, but all the rest were yellow cards. Somebody so. probably
1: said they slept with their mom. I subscribe probably. to your mom's OnlyFans. What'd you say, dude?
0: <laughs> like, what's that website? <laughs> oh, speaking of uh, speaking of refs and not OnlyFans, but. <laughs> Um, totally fans and refs i don't know if you listen to that one podcast but the fir- one of the first matches we had um one of our refs for our d3 match was butch who was an mlr ref i think i told you about it but um one of the best refs we've had so far and like he actually refed the galveston arrows match and like some of the guys on the sidelines were talking shit and i go hey this is the best ref you're gonna have ever because he actually <laughs> refed mlr so he actually knows what he's doing. This isn't some D three ref that like took a you know one day course and has no idea what he's doing. I was like, this is the best ref you're going to get. So I wouldn't talk shit about this one because he actually lets you play through stuff and not blowing the whistle every five minutes. But yeah, somebody got, like somebody got was saying something. I was like, this is the best ref you're going to have all year. I yeah. wouldn't talk shit. Like, yeah, that guy was awesome. This dude used to ref MLR,
1: so I, I think he
0: knows time. what he's doing. That dude was one of the coolest refs we've ever spoke to at a social. We, we talked to him for an hour and a half, yeah, like drinking yeah. beers. He's like, him.
1: he's like, I don't like to hang out at socials. I usually just ref and then I'm out. But uh, yeah, and then he stayed for like an hour. Yeah, he and was half. in the
0: military and yeah. used to coach uh, UT's uh, men's rugby and
1: quite quite the history. Crazy background, quite the history. Yeah. 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 Um, back to club. That's it for TRU matches. yeah. Oh, yeah. I do. I, all right. I got to know. Hey, who D1. D1 Rugby next week. Rugby HTX or Reds? HTX. HTX.
0: Yep. Reds isn't what you think it I'm is. I'm going with anyway, Reds, man. Well, I'm I don't,
1: going with Reds again. I wanted, you know what? It's, it's eventually going to hit. Some people love to lose. It's eventually going to hit.
0: That's like betting black and roulette. <laughs> of course it's going to hit It's just not this week But it's going to hit eventually
2: <laughs> This is D1 though it didn't, The Reds won the national championship A couple of years ago Didn't
1: they? Yeah I think so
2: Yeah but they just got beat By the Blacks last weekend
1: Barely yeah, By one point
2: I'm... Blacks are always you know, pretty good
1: A win's a win though I guess right? Like Dom, yeah. Dom Torino says Or whatever Doesn't matter if you win We're By a or a quarter of a mile Winning's winning
0: you watch too much Fast and Furious. <laughs> well, I mean, I say HTX because it's the farm team for MLR. Yeah, yeah That's the no yeah, reason I say it. But
1: I should say ATX because uh, Sal's a hooker on it. The guy who played for us yeah. down in Corpus for a little bit uh, for the Sevens by the Sea tournament.
2: That's right. Yeah, that dude was cool. But um, is uh, Padre? Does hook- Padre still play for Corpus? Padre? No, they used to call him Padre. He was a he was a priest. Uh, oh. like he was a Catholic priest, and uh, ah,
1: yeah, no, you're talking about. I was like,
2: they used to always call him Padre. He's like, Who's Padre? Mm-mm. And then after socials, like, he, Yeah, he, he's a priest. And I was like, uh, He used to play rugby prop as sure. well, I think. I don't remember his Padre. name. Mm-mm. Yeah, I,
1: I'm not <coughs> sure. I'll have to ask one of the uh, Corpus guys.
2: With the it was just it was just one of those things that kind of sticks out. I mean, I've never played against this. some. Certain, uh, I suppose, professions that I, you know, you meet very, you meet some very interesting people in Division Three rugby. And uh, playing against the priest was, yeah, you're not lying. That's up there. Yeah, that's
1: that's pretty. A lot of
2: random professions.
0: Yeah. Uh, Speaking of farm teams, who who's the Warriors' farm team? They have a couple of them, right?
2: Yeah, I'd say it's just the local the local clubs here. So they have like
0: a bunch of local
2: clubs. Well, this past year they had a. I was gone. I was in Dubai at the time, but they had a, they have called the Crossroads Cup. Yeah. They had like four, four,
0: four teams, right? Play together yeah, yeah. Yeah. So 14 kind of North. I've never seen uh, on the
2: uh, yeah. Instagram. And so, like, supposedly they've like, that was, that was a massive success. And you know, the, the teams played against each other. And some of the boys from the Warriors played on those teams as well. And oh, then, shit. you know, yeah. So then you got I didn't to see, Yeah. 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 And uh, a couple of guys got picked up from it. No. So I mean, Damn. that's a that's a massive success. I mean, that's good to have that right there in your backyard. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Maybe who knows? Maybe other M L R teams will be doing something similar next year. Yeah. Yeah. Chicago Glizzy yeah.
1: did something like that, didn't they? They took they <laughs> put they put two teams against each other, and then they just kind of combined them together. Well,
0: Chicago is the L A Austin team. It was
1: like uh, it was like a West Coast, third coast tournament, and they just combined both players or something like that. I don't know.
0: <laughs> yeah, the, I I said this on the podcast before, Paul, but I was like, I feel bad for the Chicago or for the guys that went from L.A. to Chicago, because could you imagine living in the beautiful weather of L.A. to having to play rugby in Chicago now? That is the biggest change of <laughs> of beautiful weather, sunshine, always 70 degrees to just cold ass, windy temperatures of Chicago up an air stadium. That's rough.
2: Well, I think I think they're training in a bubble.
0: No, the the stadium. Well, training in a bubble, medium, but the stadium they play in is open. Open.
1: Is there a such thing as an indoor rugby stadium?
0: No, I don't think. You have indoor training, like they have up in Salt Lake, but.
2: I mean, some of the big stadiums might be indoors that have the open roofs, isn't it? Like the the it's Principality Stadium in in Wales now, but I think was one time they. The roof was closed, and they let the fireworks off, and it was just like, yeah. <laughs> that I think just wasn't smart altogether. <laughs> yeah. oh, this, is, is, this is this is this is years back. there must be. The party isn't too many. The party isn't too many. Huh?
0: No, I don't think there's. A, yeah, but I was like, man, going from L.A. to Chicago is just, yeah. Oh, that's rough. Well, Did our, uh, 17th,
2: well our first game is oh, February seventeenth, I believe. Yeah. Uh, that's that's a way to San Diego, and then the second game, the following week, is Dallas at home. So, I mean, that's what into February you're gonna be here in Salt Lake City. It's I mean, it's snowing out. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, ooh, y'all play cold.
0: Chicago in March, March fifth.
2: Yeah. Just so I thought last year a lot of our a lot of our games were kind of uh, a lot of our. A lot of our home games were towards the end of the season when it was warmer up here as opposed to kind of still in the winter when there's snow. So. Make the away games, yeah. Yeah, I just – I don't know why it's uh, – I don't know why it's uh, our second game is at home this year, but whatever. It is what it is.
1: How do you feel about that one, playing in the snow?
2: Yeah, yeah <laughs> listen, I don't mind the cold. I, I'd much rather the cold than the heat. When I first landed in Texas, I was like, Mike, <laughs> like, you know – He fucking hated Galveston, <laughs> Galveston. He hated Galveston. <laughs> Oh, it was just, it was just the heat, man. Like, you know, when you're in Ireland and if it's over, like, I think it was over like 25 degrees, like if it was over 85 degrees, you know, Fahrenheit and you're in Ireland, like you can ask, you could actually ask for a water break. So like, you know, at, you'd have, you'd have 20 minutes water break and then 20 minutes halftime. And then I was in, I was in a, i came to America. I was like, ref, like, you know, what's the story? Is there, you know, is there, is there going to be water break? He was like, Where are you from? I was like, Ireland. He goes, Welcome to Texas. I was like, fucking <laughs> hell. And he just kinda of kept on going. <laughs> I was, slowly, I was just it was just Yeah, it was just man, it's <clears> uh, <throat> that that he was just kind of something else. But what I like with the cold is with the cold you can work to stay warm. When it's hot, you know, you can't really like kind of cool down rest up if you yeah, yeah, yeah. You can't cool down.
0: Yeah. You you all start off with against San Diego and San Diego. Yeah, yeah. And then home, uh, Dallas comes to y'all. Yeah. So we're in we a
2: preseason game. We're heading off to Atlanta in about, just about a week's time. We're heading off to, uh, yeah, heading off to Atlanta. And then uh, we go from Atlanta straight to San Diego. We have like, a training camp in San Diego. And then I think we come home, and then we go straight back to San Diego to play a game.
0: So y'all so come to Houston April 8th. Yeah. Nice. Yeah,
1: yeah.
0: Yeah, I don't know. I mean, uh, we're where did uh where did Marcel land? Is he
2: he was on Austin, right? Oh yeah, yeah. He was in Austin. Now he's in San Diego. Oh he's a, oh, so he's yeah. over there. Didn't Mikey go to San Diego? Yeah, Mikey's also in San Diego.
0: Yeah. So y'all lost Mikey, okay. Yeah. Did Lasique come back or is he done?
2: Yeah, yeah, no. Paul Le here. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah, that's 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 the guy for the Warriors right there, Lasique. He is the guy. That's, that's the wrecking ball. That dude's a beast. That has, dude has the biggest thighs I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> Jesus Christ. The CK's a beast, uh-huh. man. Yeah, what? Do you, I mean, Chicago. So Chicago is made up of L.A. mostly and Austin, right? Yeah, it's a mix. That's where Bryce Campbell went and some of those guys. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Do you, well, then Miami Miami's supposed to have a team next year. Did you see that? Miami Sharks. I don't know. <laughs>
2: yeah. uh, the, or, no, the only I've, reason no –
0: The only reason me and Javier wanted Miami to have a team is because we both agreed that LA had the greatest looking colors for MLR team, the neon like pink and blues we loved. And so we want Miami just to have a team so somebody can bring back the crazy colors
1: of yeah, change it up, man. I'm tired of seeing like blacks and Starbucks green. Fucking Chicago.
0: Oh God bless. Oh, Atlanta. I read, I was reading today on social media, uh, all the fans are so pissed about that change. Oh, I'm sure. Because like one person made the change, they didn't ask the fans, they didn't ask anybody. They just basically made the change without talking to anybody, and like the fans are pissed off yeah. about the change. <clears throat> yeah,
1: that's
0: yeah. I don't, I don't, I don't get it. I don't know. I will say at least I look forward to the military uniforms this year and like the city uniforms, like when y'all Utah did the what, white and green ones and. Y'all had the cleanest military with the Thunderbirds. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. yeah.
1: Oh, yeah, I saw. Yeah. Those you look me that so one. That good.
0: good one. Damn. Did,
1: did
2: you get that jersey?
0: Yeah, I got all the ones this year. Already? Oh, yeah, I, I'm going to let old guy in Utah have them. I'm not going to bid on any this year. Clay's saving money this year. Yeah. This is the year of saving money. Yeah. I so. feel bad too because I like, bid on all those jerseys and one of them. I was like, no, nah, I'll let this go. Did guy you
2: win the some. ball? Oh, of them. Yeah. Yeah. I, I know, I know Mike. Uh, Mike was—he's like, he's like uh, Mike's an Irish guy. It's yeah, mad. Mike hates me.
0: Yeah, i me and oh, Mike. I know were, if he does. I know he does. Me, me and Mike were the two in the bidding wars, and I won them all, and I feel bad. So, Mike, uh, I doubt you even listen to this podcast or know it exists, but you're gonna win them all this year because I'm not bidding. My wife says I have to save money this yeah. year. So,
2: well, what's crazy was when I first landed here, Mike kind of re- Mike reached out to me. And it turns yeah. out that we actually went to the same high school in Ireland. Oh, and shit. he done he done like uh, the the Irish what the Irish equivalent of the marine transportation degree. Yeah. In uh, in, in Ireland. And then, so he knew he actually went to school with one of the guys from the island. And that's a uh, small world. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, but now he's since he's moved up to uh, Halifax, Nova Scotia. Oh so having, Jesus ha- Christ. Yeah, that's a big change. I haven't seen in a while, but out Jeez. there out there by the coast. All right, well then maybe I will bid this year, Mike, since
0: you're not gonna be there. Yeah. But oh well each week I was putting up a different jersey, so I put each week the different ones that I had won and had on the YouTube oh, video. But, oh,
2: but Mike was like the Warrior super fan, man. Like
0: oh no, he, I saw his picture. Like yeah. he, he had the, the this man cave with every single like Utah Warrior uh memorabilia you could own.
2: Really? Yeah. Like the when, biggest when we, super fan. Yeah. We made the, <clears throat> the semifinals. Or is it the conference semifinals? The, the Western semifinals, uh, was, yeah. uh, the year LA won, so what, 20, whatever, jeez, I don't know, 2020, no, 2021. I think. Yeah. And, um, Mike couldn't, he seems so he like he'd come to all the games, he flew out, when we went to SoFi, when we played LA in SoFi, he flew out there, and uh, he just couldn't make the semifinal. And, uh, but he put up, he got all the Warriors gear that he had, he, and he kind of hung it outside on his, what, garage door. and That's the picture. photo I saw, yeah. And like, even, like, some of like the, the Warriors fans, man, like that's, like, the towel from, like, the first Warriors game ever. And, I mean, there was just okay, – like it's it's spectacular. So, like, there is – Yeah. Yeah. The number one Warriors fan by, by a country mile. Yeah. yeah. It, it, it,
0: again, that goes back to the Warriors community up there. It's insane. It's amazing. You won't have that for the saber Cats here, but <laughs>
2: – Maybe someday.
0: I, I'm hoping, yeah, someday. Yeah. I think uh, – I mean, they did just get three props from New Zealand, so that'll bring in some people that just hear the word New Zealand. We won't go back on that 45-minute tangent I did of mm. out-of-country players. But yeah. I don't know if you listened to that podcast, but I went on a 45-minute long rant of bringing out-of-country people instead of
2: Versus you know building up people grown. in the United States. Yeah. But,
0: yeah. yeah, Not homegrown, but at least like they can be from New Zealand, but at least like went to college here or something, have you know, spent some time instead of just like,
2: Sniping from overseas, you know. Yeah. Well, I think ultimately what you want is—I mean, t- well, sorry. You want a mix. No. Yeah. <laughs> we, we, we could go down there, but I uh, know yeah. what do you want is one to- podcast <laughs> of that tangent. But yeah, no. If somebody could just help out the local community, develop the local community, the, the, the local rugby community. I mean, that's that's really yeah. all are yeah. really yeah. asking for, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Regardless if they're from overseas or whatever it is, as long as they help out grow the game. <clears and throat> yeah,
0: you're winning. Because you want to go to the matches, you want to yeah. see local boys and stuff like that. But for sure. Um, uh, you know, I, won't,
2: I won't open that can of worms.
0: No, we won't, we won't open that can of worms.
1: <laughs> <laughs> no, it'll start up. We'll start up all we, all there's a the lot day. of
0: worms to be open there. Uh, yeah. hey, you had a, you did have a question though from Ollie, right? Yeah, yeah. So I did have Ollie a question. Paul.
1: Uh, I was reaching out to some people. I was like, hey, if you had a, a question to ask a uh, a USC, what would you, what would you ask them? And uh, this is from Oliver Russell. Uh, he plays at Marion University currently. Uh, and his question was, "What was your path to become an eagle, and uh, what does the training and prep look like for a USA test match or a World Cup match?"
2: Well, um, okay. Well, my pathway was not the probably most <laughs> direct pathway, but, but so, so I think I think nowadays, like now that the, now that you have the MLR, it's kind of like what you want to be. What my thinking would be this: like, this, it's like. Uh, perfect example, like, like here in Utah I was talking to, we got a guy there uh, Jesse and uh, he's from California and he heard about the Crossroads Cup that we had here in Utah. I'm not trying to make everything Utah based because because there's always going to be something similar, or the equivalent in each MLR kind of city um, but he, he heard about the Crossroads Cup, he came out, played in the cross- Crossroads C- Cup and then he got picked up by the Warriors. Uh, the same thing, we have uh, a prop to to Takeshi or Takashi. Um, he's from New Zealand. He was out here visiting his sister here what the Crossroads Cup. He said he'd play in it. And now he got picked up by the Warriors. He's born in America, so he's USA eligible. He's a domestic player. Yeah. Um, so it's like, you know, it, I suppose that the kind of the, what, the pathway is, you know, if you can play rugby in college, and then if even if you don't go to college, you know, play with the, the local, you know, get spotted by the local farm team or something like that. Right. Uh, and then uh, down there's the. the HT rugby HTX and up here maybe, you know, you play in the Crossroads Cup, you get picked up by an MLR team, and then you know, you play well in the MLR, you kind of get kinda you're gonna get spotted and hopefully called into the Eagles. Um what was the oh and
0: then the go ahead. No, I was gonna say I was gonna say you get picked up and it's like um just something familiar to you was uh who is the other prop? Angus, right? Um on your team that just Got Caught up at the not last minute, but uh, got called up to the Eagles. Just put your work in. He, you know, from college got drafted uh to the Warriors, right? Played Warriors, played a prop, you know, with you, and then got caught up at the uh, not last minute, but called up to uh, the
2: World Cup qualifier. So, yeah, go ahead, yeah. So, so, I mean, I suppose, yeah, but, but I mean, now it's like the kind of the MLR is kind of the, the MLR is a great opportunity to kind of to get spotted to get called up to the Eagles. Uh, but then, so the question about, let's say, I don't know, a week, a week leading up to a test match. Uh, so usually what we'd have is, uh, let's just say, I don't know what what's season when we play the French Barbarians in Houston, or every week is almost the same. So Monday you'll have install and that's basically, you'll have probably a good few meetings of, okay, listen, here's where we see the weaknesses or, or opportunities against this team. So, and then we've got to install like the, the lineouts and the plays and that kind of stuff. Uh, Tuesday will be... Geez, I'm going to get this wrong now. Watch this. Uh, <laughs> Tuesday will be fast day. Wednesday will be kind of contact day. Thursday off. Friday, captain's run. Game's Saturday. And then Sunday, you travel to the next country or destination, wherever you're going. That's, that's kind of the typical week for us. Uh, here in... So here in Utah, it's pretty much the same. We have uh, Monday is kind of a well, even though it's preseason, kind of an install day. Tuesday would be attack. Wednesday off. Thursday defense. Friday, captains run our game. Yeah. Hmm. Uh, Saturday nice. game, and then Sunday travel. Y'all now, watch so tape
0: though too, right? Do y'all watch tape of previous matches like a football game, like football players do? You watch previous matches or something like that?
2: Yeah, yeah. So, so yeah, uh, you watching tape of the previous match or? The, the games they played and but even all of our trainings are, are recorded as well so like we, we've a drone, so even like for for the scrums and stuff and oh so y'all you record your practices and everything too oh yeah yeah yeah, oh. yeah. there's a yeah. Yeah. so so you can watch watch practices and then and then you even get a um, it's kind of like the the coach might send out kind of like a video of like he might take you know 10 minutes out of the practice and go and speak talk through these clips and say listen yeah he, Hey, you've done this really well. Hey, you've done this. This isn't this isn't really what we're looking for. So, um, just learning from that. So it's uh, no, it's uh, this. It, it's great. It's great. Yeah. No, I mean, there's no excuses, is there? Yeah. <laughs> I well,
0: yeah. I think you hit it like for as far as the path to becoming an eagle is just probably play as much rugby as you can because the more you play, the more eyes see you. I mean, that's really what it comes down to, right?
1: Now. Yeah. Well, yeah. Did you? Were you? So you, you played your your American rugby start off was with Galveston right, and then were you approached? They were like, "Hey, come play with uh, Hark." Was that who you played with? D one <laughs> level? Like, who was it?
2: He got sniped. No, so so, so Hark was actually uh, I played with Hark before I played with Galveston, oh, okay. and the reason behind that was uh, so I came to America and then uh, the USA I was playing. 20, uh, right? USA under twenties, mm. yeah. And I was talking to like the, the the coach, and he was like, "Man, like, you know, he was you want to be playing the highest kind of level rugby you can." And so that was like, Hark was Division One, Gavison was Division Three. So he was like, "Yeah, play with Hark." And it was yeah. So so I played there for uh wasn't even six months, three maybe four months maybe. So um, and then and then after that I was like, okay, that was that was twenty twenty one. Sorry, sorry, 2011. Yeah, and, uh, eleven. Yeah, and then after that, it was Galveston all the way up then. Yeah. and Because I think, yeah, we, I played my last game for Galveston, was with against the Arrows, and then the following week, I was playing for the Sabercats against, like, some St. James's. Like, well, well, yeah.
1: what was the transition there? You just like, oh, I'm going to go play with yeah, the a Sabercats. Very... Like, yeah, oh, see you guys. You go
0: from D3 one weekend walk, to uh, – I'm to go
1: walk onto the Sabercats. Sabercats. Hey, you, get out. I'm in. See ya. You. Yeah. Like, yeah. All right. Well, I uh, uh, – uh, <laughs>
2: I got a few yellow cards and maybe a couple of red cards, uh, kind of in my last couple of years. You got a shit uh, ton of cards in D three with, with, with Galveston, and kind of looking back, I don't know. Listen, whatever. But it's anyway. It's kind of I was. It's, it's only me to, to be blamed for. Uh, but um, I remember look, when I was playing like the, the game for Sabercats. The coach comes up, he's Paul. Just no stupid shit, like you know. And he he didn't see me play any you know, Division three games, but I guess he heard. Yeah and uh and I was oh, like, yeah, yeah, no no bother but just I, I think the difference was well obviously like the, the scrums the, you know the, the scrums were hard but just it was just speed speed and then yeah. and then you went for the mlr and then we went over to, to i went to newcastle for uh two was it three months the falcons two, right yeah that's yeah hard. and then the yeah. speed there was even faster it's just like it's just it was just so fast but i mean call a spade a spade i was way out of my depth like way out of my depth do you know what i mean yeah,
1: yeah. <laughs> when they tell me I gotta That's play eighty crazy. minutes, I'm like, hey, I'm way out of this.
2: I can't do this. Yeah, well, it's, it's, it's just you know, I mean, when it's so fast, you know, in in Newcastle, it's just like everything was just. It was. Uh, I mean, that was my first. That was my kind of. Yeah, it was just. Uh, I suppose, kind of, for me, it was just. Uh, that was my first year of kind of pro rugby, and. You know, uh, basically, I went to Newcastle. Was uh, Gary was like, we played, we played the June, the June tests, and then after the June tests, Gary was like, listen, uh, what are you going to do between now and the November tests? And at the time, there was going to be no games. Um, There's going to be no. I wouldn't be playing. Any, if I stayed in America, I wouldn't have played any rugby between the, the last game, last USA game we played, and then the next USA game we, we would play, which is against the Maori All Blacks in Chicago. So he was like, "Listen, would you be interested in going overseas for a couple of months?" I was like, "Yeah, absolutely. Like whatever I can do to, to stay, you know, within the USA setup, I'll do it." Yeah. So that's why I went to went to Newcastle. Well, that was leading out. up
0: to the World Cup, right? Too. Uh, uh, the year yeah. of the World Cup
2: in Japan, right? Uh. Well, that was so. That was 2018. Uh, so that was like the summer of 2018, and then we went into, then we went into what the November, uh, November tests, and then November yeah. tests kind of turned into. We had the, right. I think it was ARC with America's Rugby yeah. Cup or Championship at the time and then uh straight into MLR and then MLR straight into the, the training camp for the World Cup. So uh, that was the only kind of time where you're kind of left with you know kind of nothing no rugby to play, so that's why I went to went to England.
0: What what was it like playing in the World Cup? That's what I want to know. I mean, because as a kid, that's gotta be your dream, right? I mean that's 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 the kids here that dream of playing in a World Series or Super Bowl. It's the highest level. The the rugby kids dream of playing in a World Cup. I mean, that's that's yeah. the end all be all.
2: Yeah, well, I, I think like, the, the, the 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 what I kind of probably for me at the time was like, listen. I just wanted to, you know you're just trying to you know again I was fairly young in terms of uh, I was very green I suppose in terms of professional rugby, but um, you just wanted to you kind of just wanted to nail nail your role. And if i'm honest i probably only realized like uh kind of when the world cup was over This when i realized like geez that was a world cup you know you know we're all flying back you fly back from we're flying back from japan and then uh i got i kind of got injured in the last game like sprained my some something, something in my knee um but uh and then you come back to the plane next thing everybody goes to lax and then all the boys are going their separate ways and yeah. then you're just you know you spent you spent the last almost six months with these boys. You know, I think, uh, I think I see my, like, my, yeah, my fiance or my girlfriend, she was girlfriend back then. I've only seen her for, I'd say, maybe two weeks in, yeah. in months, you know. Yeah, we, yeah. we basically lived in Colorado. And then it's only, you know, you're sitting on the plane kind of by yourself, you know, you know, the teammates around you, and you're like, geez, kind of, that was it over. But, no, I mean, listen, to, to play in the World Cup, just the whole experience was, was fantastic, you know. It was just... It was really amazing. And that's probably why it's even harder to still a bitter pill to swallow to realize that we're not going to the next year's world cup. So yeah, I didn't want to uh, bring it up. (laughs) No, (laughs) it it, it is what it is. It's just, uh, it's just, it's it's hard to kind of accept, but well, it's, it's tough because,
0: because unlike professional sports here. So if you're in the NFL or you're in baseball, if you don't make the world series, they say, well, I don't want to say they always say, well, there's next year. It's different because in rugby or in soccer, it's another 4 years yeah. of your life. So you that's age. I mean that's that's you get up there in age, right? So it's you only have so many world cup chances as opposed to a world series or super bowl chances. So yeah.
2: That's what well, I think I, mean, it's, I, it's, I feel yeah. so
0: bad for soccer and rugby players is it's not oh there's always next year. It's no, there's it's 4 more years until you get that chance again uh, as opposed to you know world series or super bowl here. Yeah. So it's it's rough. I think it's rougher for the professional sports of rugby and soccer because you've got to wait a longer time than others next year, you know. Yeah, yeah, I I just, it, yeah. yeah, it's
2: a bit like the Olympics. I mean, from that that. I mean, yeah, it really you know, is. It goes yeah. once every four years, and you know, if you miss out, well, will you be around for four more years? And exactly, you hang, yeah. You know, hang up your boots on that note, or do you age out? You know, um, do you just kind of fall off the radar without kind of ever getting to say goodbye? So, yeah. no, yeah. it's yeah.
0: Yeah, I just want to say it's fucking stupid that a tie ends the decision for a Rugby World Cup. I like, why not? I I just, it's the same thing. Like in soccer, you have a shootout, right? I just, it kills me that the decision ended in a fucking tie. And because they have more points on a game that they were able to score more points because that team, like, set players or whatever the conspiracy is, it just bothers me that. It came down to that. Like, there should have been you go into another try or something. That just, I think that's what hurt even worse that it ends in a tie based off points of a match of, you know, that they played against whatever it was. I don't remember who it was they played. And they put up the 80 something points. It's just, it's frustrating. Obviously, more frustrating to you as somebody that, you know, dealt with it. But,
2: oh, I think it's frustrating for us all. But, you know, that's, yeah. uh, hey, <laughs> yeah, that's, just, that's it. That's that's the way not, the cookie
0: grumbles, I just think it's. I was like, "Ah, fucking tie." Like, done and dusted, yeah, ah, yeah. T- you
1: know what? It's you got four years. It's I'm looking forward, and I'm looking yeah. forward to watching the next four years. Yeah, yeah. I'm
0: looking yeah, forward yeah.
1: to it. I'm it's just <sighs> put it behind I us. Just, it's
0: fucking tie. Yeah, it's rough. I don't know. It's a rough one. It's uh, it's a rough one, but you know. What can you do? I don't know. You feel bad for the guys, but I don't know. I don't know. You prepare for the next one, I guess.
2: Well that's it, yeah. As long as we learn from it and qualify for the next one. Okay.
0: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well I, I yeah, I think you'll qualify for the next one. This one lit some fires, but um I don't know. I don't know. It's tough. I just don't like the tie thing. Just tie just bothers me. I don't know. It's an American thing. I don't know. There's no tie. Yeah, they like, say Super Bowl just went in like, tie, but
1: ties are like kissing your cousin. <laughs> yeah. kiss, I don't know you kiss kiss how that the girl, works. girl, but... but it's your cousin.
0: It's your cousin. Yeah. Fucking. <laughs> oh, fuck him. I don't know. It's frustrating, but yeah. I don't know. I think. Focusing on MLR, I think Utah's got a great chance. I don't know. Yeah, how are
2: you feeling about this? Y'all season? came close
0: last year, obviously, but
2: yeah. Uh, listen, we're we're uh, well. I say we. Uh, I'm ex. I'm very excited for this uh, for the upcoming season. Uh, a lot of changes. Do you mean in Utah? We've uh, you know a new new coach, uh, new SNC, a lot of new players, um, but. Uh, yeah, and this is this is last year on my contract in Utah as well. So it's like this, and it's gonna, it's uh, kind of now or never. Yeah, you want
1: to go out uh, with
2: the bang on this one. Yep. Yeah, well, or hopefully they'll, you know, maybe they'll want to resign me after it. But it's just like, yeah, listen, it's uh, definitely there's a fantastic vibe, like uh, and it, you know, kind of coming back to the whole camaraderie thing. You know, we we talked about at the start it was like some of our uh, we got some tough, like very tough, uh, kind of. Training, so it's pre season, so it's always you know, it's tough. But on a yeah. Friday, it's uh, it's like F'd up Friday, and uh, we're just going through these circuits. and Man, you are just absolutely blowing, but then you know, but it's uh, but it's great, it's just you bringing the, the you know, the camaraderie. You know, again, you know, you boys that like, you, you know, only you know for a couple of weeks, and you know, you're pushing them, they're pushing you, and then once you get the circuit done, it's like okay, great, but it's uh, no, there's listen, uh, very excited, I think we're all ex- very excited, uh, for, for this year, so hopefully. Hopefully we can get it done. Yeah, hell
0: yeah. yeah. Less 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 heart attack uh, matches this year. I, a lot of y'all's wins last year were down to the last damn minute. And I remember like texting Paul after I was like, "Jesus Christ, man!" Like, that was a heart attack. Like, I'm I'm glad y'all won, but like, good lord, yeah. I think y'all set the record for the most like last minute wins. I mean, it was like I appreciate it because it was it wasn't blowouts, but it was like it always came down the last couple minutes. Y'all held on. I think that was great. Y'all keep that up this year. Of. Not falling apart in the last minute, but
2: yeah, yeah, and, and you know that's it. It was a, a couple of years ago with with a lot of kind of last kind of last minute game wins. And then yeah. Last year we kind of had a lot. You know, we're close in the last minute, we <laughs> didn't pull it off. So it's just hopefully this year. Hopefully, uh don't be. Yeah, as many last minute stuff. jeez, Jesus, not easy. I don't see that. Keeps it exciting. No, it keeps I, yeah, it exciting. I, that's I, what I it does. Well, yeah, you know, keeps the fans yeah. on the edge of their seats. better than a sure. blowout. Yeah. I
0: loved it. I mean, you yeah. stay. You have to watch the whole freaking yeah. time, but. I was like, oh, my God, oh, my God, oh, my God. Oh. I don't know. Yeah, it would be interesting to see. I'm excited that y'all brought up some young guys, some local guys from the uh, from the Cup or whatever you called it, the uh, series. Crossroads, you know? cup. Yeah. yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, Well, it's good, too, for the – I mean, it, again, this goes back to my thing of it's good for having local people on the team, right? It grows the fan base, and uh, I'm sure it boosts morale, too. Yeah.
2: That's a yeah, that's, – yeah, no, uh,
0: team car for local people. I mean, that, I think that goes a long way. I think it really does. As far as cohesion and stuff like that, everybody's got the same mentality. If you're from the same area, same,
2: you know, mindset. Yeah, well, I mean, like, let, let's say, like, me, when I first showed up here in Utah, I mean, like, who did I know here? I didn't know anybody. Yeah. You know, yeah, you know Mike, kind of, Mike was the season to get older anyway, but I got to know Mike because we had some we're Irish. Like, let's say you have, you know, I don't know, Tom, Tom here that's a local fella. He gets picked up by the Warriors or, or any MLR team. He's bringing his whole family, his cousins, you know, his friends. Yeah. Right. That, yeah. You know, that's twenty people right there. You know, it's like, you know, there's there's almost no comparison. At least that, you know, in my book. Yeah, unless no. it's you know, unless it, unless it's a big name signing. You know, it's you know, some big know. Uh, All Black or something like that might attract <laughs> a few more people. But uh, yeah.
0: <laughs> well, San, who was it? San Diego. Somebody got the uh, retired, uh, retired All Black all sevens black, player. Yeah. Was the San Diego? I know San Diego had the center that was an all-black, but somebody picked yeah. up this year an uh, all-black sevens player. But I think, I mean, y'all's, y'all's team cohesion and that mentality, you said, is going to be a huge difference maker this year. Yeah. Well,
2: hopefully, especially hopefully.
0: especially because I think teams like Chicago are going to struggle. Um, not, not struggle because of the talent, but I think because of what they've formed out of. You know what I mean? Um, you'll have a lot of players from the teams that are together, you know, like Bryce and all them. But um, I think y'all's cohesion is hard to beat. That that determination is going to be it's going to be tough to beat that. It really is. Yeah.
2: yeah. Well, it's listen, it, it's only. I, I don't want to come across if I'm too too excited. It's it's, it's what it's what we about ten days. Is ten I'm days? I'm fucking excited. <laughs> no, we're maybe what seventeen days into our preseason or into the whole season. Yeah. So uh there's still a long way to go yet and and I don't can happen but, uh, no it's uh at the moment we're we're, we're putting in some hard work and uh and I'm extremely excited for this for the season yeah can't I'm wait excited. to get it, get it the going. only other
0: thing I, I think I'm excited about is uh Hanko coming to Houston, but uh that i I like hanko Hammerstein. Yeah. <laughs> but uh I think that helps Houston big time but um I don't know we'll see how that plays out. I think, you know, obviously Hanko and uh, Christian and what, CC, you know, all played together yep, all the team. Yeah, CeCe, yeah. So Kenny was there as that, well, yeah. Yep. That connection. Yep. And then uh, yep. Gary's back, their winger. Um, I, I've never seen it. I'll tell you, I, I'll, I'll, I, I tell everybody this, but when I was at that match taking pictures, I forget what match it was. It was a penalty kick, and Jerry, the winger, lines up, I mean, I think from outside the 50 and yeah. boots the damn ball, I was like, I've never seen anything like that in my life. That that kid can kick the damn ball further than I've ever seen anybody in my – it was impressive to me. That's one of the most impressive things I've seen. But, uh, yeah, they added Henko. So that's going to be a – for me personally, just from a personal rugby standpoint, I like watching him play. So when I'm on the sidelines, I think I'll be taking uh, quite a few pictures and be <laughs> excited about watching Henko yeah. play. But
2: and if I'm I remember correctly, that. I think he's, he's also uh... – we're a fine Ruger supporter as well. So. He is.
0: I'll, uh, I'll add him to the honorable mention of. Uh, yeah, he's got, uh, he's got the camo hat. Yeah. yeah, he did dig the hat a game one when I picked him up from the airport. So, yeah. uh, super nice guy. Him um, I and mean, he's getting married soon, building his uh, land out in what, Nebraska? Never would have yeah. striked him for a uh, Nebraska, building a farm out in Nebraska guy, but.
2: Well, I think that's, uh, that's home. I mean, yeah. yeah. You, but Nebraska is like the American home, I suppose. You yeah. Call it.
0: Well, at least he's closer, I think, what being in Houston than LA, but um, yeah, definitely his, cheaper to live he here than truck. LA, yeah. huh? He's,
2: he's got his big truck, yeah, yeah that's got right, truck, that's so. right. He's got his I, big I, truck. I'd say he's only delighted to have the Texas gas prices,
0: <laughs> yeah, no, shit. living living in uh, LA from Houston's a huge change in price, so yeah. yeah, no, I'm excited. He's coming back, and I think what Danny Barrett's coming back, so they've got a Houston's gonna have a good crew, um, they've got some of the Eagles there, so between Christian and CeCe and uh Danny and um uh, uh, Hanko. So I think it'll be
1: a good season for Houston. You yeah. See how it all plays out. Houston's got I mean
0: they went to the playoffs so they got momentum, right? Yeah. They uh I don't think they lost any really big names, so it seemed like they've only gotten better. Um and they kept their uh hooker, Dean, right? I forget his last name. Yeah, Dean Muir,
2: yeah.
0: Yeah, yeah. So I don't know. Look forward to it. It's gonna be a good season. I'm just ready to have rugby back on the damn weekend. Oh so. yeah. Or <laughs> And now that I can't play, rugby. I I'll be watching it. So.
1: Can never have enough rugby. Yeah, club rugby, then moving straight into MLR. It's full days of rugby oh, now. Yeah, dude. I'm excited. I
0: told Javi, I said I'm going to get him a press pass this year, like the Sabercat, so he's not going to be on the sidelines again taking photos.
1: I'm going to buy an oversized suit and a fedora. That I'm going to write press on the side of it.
0: Oh, Jesus up. Christ. We're so screwed. <laughs>
1: I'm
2: going to walk with <laughs> people <and be bullet laughs> interviewing.
0: We gotta get his shirts that say two Guys, One Pitch."
2: Or you, you could be just, I don't know, carrying something like the when you have the camera guy and you got the guy that's carrying the wire behind you. Yeah. Yes. yeah, just yeah. carrying the wire that's that's not connected to anything. It's like, yeah, I'm just rolling around this dude. That'll be us. Won't be hard to spot. Or a bit like there was the Happy Gilmore and his caddy. There the, was the, the the dude in the, <laughs> the, the jumpsuit, whole, the or whatever. Most fucking <laughs> yes. useless guy ever
0: oh i told him too i was like man we should do interviews and i was like we should just like instead of asking serious questions just ask like the mlr players the most like dumb random questions ever oh that'd be fantastic that'd be fantastic yeah. like just stuff that doesn't pertain to rugby just like what's your you know, like, what's your favorite post-match meal or you know snack or post-match what music at the like, bar nothing has to do yeah
1: hot nothing there's serious there's a hot barmaid she's wearing a yeah. short skirt what do you order what's your pickup on? light beer or dark beer
2: <laughs> yes. Wait,
0: what? <laughs> like just not serious stuff.
2: Yeah, I mean, why not? Be yeah, fun. Yeah, fun. yeah, yeah. Keep it fun. But seriously, I the don't know.
1: post match, what kind of beer are you going with? Light beer or dark beer?
2: <laughs> hey, I'm up here in Utah. I'm going with a soda. A soda? It's Dr. Pepper. <laughs> hey, D.P. <laughs> <No. laughs> uh, uh, yeah. Yeah, Kona, Kona Longboard. Oh yeah. Well, sometimes, sometimes. To be honest, after a game, I'm always just like I might have a beer, might have a beer, not not too often. Um, just I'm usually just can't stop sweating for ages.
0: Yeah. What was that after social place we went to after the match? That was a nice place. That had two story place right by the pitch. Oh, Redemption. Yeah. That place was good. I like that place. Yeah. Good spot. Yeah. That was a good place. Well. I think that about right, we went over time, but fuck it. I mean, you have Bowen yeah. yeah. on they your podcast, you're going <laughs> to go over well, it. That's, Utah Warrior,
1: yeah. on the podcast, there is no yeah. time
2: limit. Thanks for having me on, and thanks to, to the fine lads at Refined Ruggers. <laughs> yes. <laughs> for the gear. And again, Neely, I apologize for for, 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 <laughs> my, for injuring you, and uh, I'll, I'll get this stuff to nutsack. I'll give you a training one these you're days. Double I'll, I'll bring it to Neely to the match. All right, I appreciate it, Paul. Yeah,
1: thank you, Paul, for coming on. It's Good meeting you. No bother.
0: As always, thank you, and we look forward to seeing the Warriors win the uh, championship this year. I'll call it right Hopefully. now. I'm calling it. Calling it. Calling it. What are you it? putting on it? I'll put uh, $200 worth of Refined Rugger swag.
2: Oh. oh, that's that's a lot of hats. I mean,
0: I have to cheer for Refined Rugger's first and only ambassador here, the Mutual here, Warriors. Here, so, folks. I've got a lot of faith.
1: Utah Warriors wins. What's the website again? RefinedRuggers.com?
0: Yeah, something like that. Yep. RefinedRuggers.com. <laughs> find, them on, find them on
1: Instagram, RefinedRuggers.
0: Yep, yep.
1: There you go. All right. Well, thank you, Paul, for coming on, and that wraps us up. So we'll see you, cocksuckers, later.
2: Well, it's not <laughs> oh,
1: man.